stand with me, won't you? all of you being in the house of the Lord. We appreciate all our visitors. We appreciate the young lady visiting with us from Guatemala. Amen. We're so glad to have her. Praise God. I want you to know, uh, as I spoke on Wednesday night, you know, the perfection of the Lord was magnified in the wilderness during the temptation. It was magnified, amen, in the garden when he prayed, not my will but thine be done. It was magnified on the cross when he prayed, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And uh, God will magnify our perfection. Our perfection is through the blood, through the Spirit, and by the word, amen. Now, the reason that I'm repeating that is we are in a different day. We do not know what we will face. We do not know that uh, what we will have come against us. But we do know one thing. Our perfection, as long as we stay in him, is sealed, steadfast, immovable. Because it's not by us. It's by the blood. I don't think you heard me. It's by the blood. It's by the Spirit. And it's by the Word. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad for the comfort. I'm turning to the book of Psalms, the 34th chapter. Service is already a little shorter. So that gives me an hour and a half or so. Praise God. You need to rejoice and thank God for padded pews. Amen. Of course, I'm teasing. Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I want to repeat that. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I don't think you heard me. He delivered me from all my fears. They look unto, looked unto Him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Elder, will you pray?
Hallelujah. Amen. I'd like you to just say this with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. You may be seated. I just feel like the Lord would like me to read, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. It is uh, very interesting that the historian and the theologians connect this scripture with a very uh, precarious and strange time. And uh, your scripture above a chapter has a heading. It will refer to Abimelech. Now, Abimelech was not a proper name. Abimelech was a title that was afforded the kings in the Philistines. Just like Pharaoh, there were many different pharaohs with proper names. But their title was Pharaoh. Well, in the same sense, Abimelech was a title. Actually, the proper name referred to by the historians would be Akish. Now, that's very interesting because David at the time is fleeing Saul. King Saul wants to destroy him. King Saul wants him dead. King Saul is so overcome with jealousy. You know, it really got him when the maiden starts singing, Saul has killed his thousands, but David is ten thousands. Amen. You would think that would help David, but all it did it was fire the anger, the jealousy, and the hatred that Saul had for David. So David, if what we fail to comprehend, especially in the King James Version, is it was over a space of years that David fled from Saul. It wasn't an overnight experience. There were several interludes that the Scripture refers to. Now stay with me while I build a foundation. Amen. There were several interludes. In fact, on two different occasions, Saul is put into the very hands of David, and David could have taken his life. But David believed the Word of God enough not, that said, Touch not my anointed. He said, I won't touch the anointed of God. Boy, we'd be really, really blessed to remember that today. So Saul is wicked. The Bible tells us he had yielded to evil spirits. So in other words, it was a physical battle with a spiritual background. Anything sound familiar? I, want to, I don't think everybody got that. It was a natural battle with a spiritual emphasis. Evil spirit had entered Saul. David wasn't just fighting King Saul. He was fighting the very spiritual enemy that had entered Saul. 
David flees. This is uh, right after. Now, you can get mixed up here, so I'm going to explain it. Ahimelech is a priest that David first goes to. Not Abimelech, Ahimelech. I know these names can be... I sometimes read the Old Testament and say, Lord, you can't expect me to learn to pronounce all those names. Amen. Sometimes, you know, you just look at it and say, give it the best shot. Amen. But Ahimelech was a priest. And he was also, if you will allow me a little liberty, the keeper of Goliath's sword. He flees, David flees to the priest. I'm going to, there are so many important points I really want to make and then we'll go forward. David flees to the priest Ahimelech. Now David is starving. He's hungry. And he says to the priest, in other words, do you have anything I can eat? The priest said, all I have is the bread, and it is for the priesthood only. David said, that's all right. I really want to make a powerful point here that has really dealt with me. David is literally going against the word of God when he eats the bread. But when you're hungry... Thank you, Brother Anthony. When you're hungry, hunger changes everything. The saints of God need to realize they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. God will do a lot for a hungry man. He will even allow an exception in his word. I'm telling you what, and I know I'm taking some time before we actually get into it, but I believe God is bringing a hunger on the church. I said I believe God is bringing a hunger on the church, not the hunger for what we can make of our own selves, our own lives. The Bible said in the last day there would be a famine, but the oh my Lord, the famine would be for the hearing of the Word. Again, I'm going to make you the normal deal with you. Stand when you want to stand and sit when you want to sit. Amen. I want you to notice that scripture, how this all ties together. Amen. It would be a hunger, a famine for the hearing of the word. I don't think most people understand. You can sit and hear the preacher and not hear him. Oh, my God. I thought as I was reading this psalm, amen, it was so powerful. And there were a few people that were really hearing it because they were responding to the word. And there were other people that went over their head because you see, we're in that day that there is a famine for the hearing of the word of God. Amen. So David says to a Ahimelech the priest, do you have a sword? You see, when he left, 
Saul was on his coattail. So he couldn't take time to grab food or a sword. So he says to Ahimelech, do you have a sword, a weapon? And it's, it's amazing. I know I'm teaching at the same time, but it's amazing that Ahimelech says, well, the only sword I happen to have is the sword of Goliath that you used to cut Goliath's head off. I feel like shouting about this. You know what? Hear me. He was saying to David, I've got the weapon you used in your past victory. I've got the weapon you used, amen, when you needed a miracle. David said, that's all right, I'm going to take it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm pulling out the sword I have used over and over and over. Hallelujah, hallelujah, that has brought miracles, that has delivered me in the time of battle. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, praise him. Hallelujah. So David flees from Ahimelech. And I really want to. This is one of the greatest tragedies in the Bible. Because Saul and his men approach Ahimelech, the priest they have him brought. And Ahimelech and all his brethren priesthood, Saul, kills. Why is that so tragic? Because there was a day in Saul's life when he feared the man of God. Oh, come on, people. You need to pray for the pastor. You need to pray for the bishop and say, Lord, anoint him. Use him to find me out. Let the word get me. Let the sword be used. Oh, God. Amen. He flees. He goes to the Abimelech, the title of the king, whose name happens to be Akish. Now, being Philistine, they're the enemy of the people of God. So David's got to be, number one, very desperate to go to him in the first place. David fears for his life. Now, get this. David fears for his life. So he acts like a madman. He acts like he's insane. When he talks, it's, you know, slur. Drool is a very graphic picture, but if I paint it too good, you'll leave. Drool is coming down his beard. He's talking. He's, he's doing crazy things. And... Uh, Akish says, I can't see where I need another madman. I've got enough already. He spares David's life, but it's a hiding place. While Saul is trying to kill him. God uses the experience to bring David protection. Now I'm going to dwell just a minute here. 
David, you're acting like a madman. You're acting insane like you're crazy. Yeah, but I, God's going to use it. God's going to protect me. God's going to bring me out. Now, this is what I'm preaching to you. A man, historians and theologians believe that when David in memory looked back to that occasion, everybody say, look back to that occasion, he begins to write the words. Now, remember, he's acted insane. This is a very, oh my. And David is remembering that time. And he begins the word, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. David, do you realize what you're saying? You've acted, you, you act like you're insane. You acted like, look at, look at the whole situation. Yeah, David says, I remember and I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, man, David said, you know what? I acted like an insane man, but the Lord brought me out. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Oh, hallelujah. He writes of this experience and said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Remember David's right, remember what he's writing about. Remember, remember, remember the situation. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him and delivereth him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, David. You acted like a madman. You're writing about all this. And you're saying, oh, see, you taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints. For there is no want of them that fear him. I want to preach to every person in this place. I've said everything that I've said to bring us to this point. We're living in a precarious time. We're living in a drastic time, a time of great change. We don't know what we're going to wake up tomorrow and face. We have seen things even in our capital that amaze us. But I'm going to tell you, we are not of this world. They, you know what? David appeared to a kish to be insane and crazy. Do you know what? To the world, we're going to look crazy. We're going to look like we're insane. How in the world can they, when all this is going on, how can they rejoice in the Lord? I'm going to tell you how. Our God is faithful. Our God is a deliverer. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Praise Him. Come on, praise Him. 
I have never in all the years of my ministry, well over 50 years, seen the power. It took on a whole different connotation to me. Amen. When I realized that David was writing about the time with a kiss. And I thought, oh God, oh God, how many times have you delivered me? How many times? Uh, you know what? I got an oil bottle, got olive oil. According to the world, I look nuts. But I take that olive oil and I obey the scripture and anoint someone in the name of Jesus Christ. To the world, we look crazy. But who cares when we get healed? Who cares when he touched? Oh, my Lord, who cares? Who cares? Sixty years ago, I got in a pool of water. To the world, I look like a crazy man. What in the world does he think he's doing when they're going to dip him in that water? I'm going to tell you what. I'm having my sins washed away. I'm having my failures removed. Oh, somebody magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture goes so far to say to the world, preaching is foolishness. He said we're saved by the foolishness of preaching. We look nuts. To some people, we're nothing different than a politician with our own little gathering. But they don't see the master. They don't see the king of kings. They don't see the Lord of lords. My God, I feel this. I feel an anointing. If the world came into our church today, they will say it's nothing but an emotional bend. Binge. You know why they say that? Because, oh my God, I feel that. They can't see the angels walking the aisles of this church today. They can't see the Spirit of the Lord moving among us. I thought as I was praying about this service, I feel like falling on the floor with my face buried in the carpet because I'm desperate to touch every person in this place. I'm telling you, we're in the last days. I'm telling you, you haven't seen anything yet. There are things coming. Amen. According to the Scripture, you need God. You need the move of God. You need a revival of the Holy Ghost. You need the Spirit of God to do a... My God, hear me. Hear me. Every person in this building, you cannot afford to leave this place without getting right with God because you don't know what you're going to face outside this door. But there's angels walking the 
aisles of this church. Larry said it, ministering spirits. Uh, I've never seen an angel that I know of, but I may have. The scripture said sometimes we entertain them unaware. I had a good friend that every time you turned around, he was seeing angels. Big ones and little ones, and I thought, dear God, if I saw some of the things you say, it'd probably scare me nigh unto death. I'm glad God does it like he does it. He said, nobody else maybe but Stoner needs this. I'm going to let him keep hidden. I'm pleading with every person in this place. I'm desperate in the Holy Ghost. You need God. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Oh, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I feel a spirit of prophecy. You do not know what tomorrow's going to bring. But I'm going to tell you what. Magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together because he encampeth about. Amen. 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 About those that fear and love him. David looked back. You know, it is very curious to me that of all the miracles, that God performed for David, that when he refers to the incident with a kish, he writes these words. Saints of God, I'm going to tell you something. I really want you to hear me. And I'm walking very, you know what? I'm I, uh, going to interrupt myself. I have been used, to God be the glory, with tongues and interpretation for many years. But Brother Glenn, I've never felt it like I have today that i got to walk softly. And I've been praying, God, in my ministry, in my preaching, whether it be used in one of the gifts of the Spirit, God, there's got to be more of you and less of me. There's too much of me. There's too much of my personality. We've got to hear the clear word of God. We've got to have a fresh anointing. It must be the Lord. We Why? Because I believe with all my heart we're going to step on those words. In the last message, the Lord said that He would find us, that He would keep us. You know what? I stand on the promise of God that God is going to be with us. But I'm looking for somebody who will say, I've got to have God in a greater dimension than I've ever had. I can't afford to be wrong. God have mercy. I can't afford to miss it. I can't afford not to have the protection of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
I thought over the years of my ministry, I've had God speak to me. Let me just give you one incident. Years ago, I was preaching a revival in Anderson, Indiana. There was an elderly lady, precious sweet lady, but she did not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jason, brother Jason, I was in another man's church preaching a revival. Brother Greg, I'll never forget it. The Lord said to me, I want you to go down and lay hands on her. Now, this is during service. Wasn't time for me to preach yet. The Lord said, I want you to go down and lay hands on her, and I will fill her with the Holy Ghost. Now, you see, I had a choice to make. Because immediately the devil said to me, yeah, but what if it doesn't happen? You're going to look pretty stupid. The Lord said, I want you to go down and lay hands on her, and I will fill her with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you the truth. I obeyed the Lord. The minute I laid my hand on her forehead, she began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I'm talking about a woman 80-something, I think. Instantly, she was filled with the Holy Ghost. I've looked back at that and thought, what if I hadn't obeyed the Lord? Well, I believe God would have filled her anyway, some way. But I would have not benefited. I feel this in the whole, I prophesy to you that God is, <laughs> man, this is in the Holy Ghost. I prophesy to you that God wants to use every one of you. And you, you know what? Sometimes you got to look insane. Dipping in a pool of water. That looks foolish to the world. Amen. They make fun of it. We'll have your little party. But don't pity me because I had my sins washed away. But I'm telling you, I want everybody who agrees with me, David, for his own protection, had to appear insane. Had to appear nuts to the world. But look what God did. I prophesy to you that God wants to use you in a greater way than you have ever, ever understood. If you will humble yourself, God is going to do great things. But you've got to be willing to appear crazy sometimes. Amen. The same to you. I feel it. You got to appear crazy sometimes. It's for your own protection. What do you mean? I'm going to obey God. One of my great, great friends who's now went on to his reward. Brother Jimmy Russell, I told you I had more time, so don't get nervous. Brother Jimmy Russell 
pastored in the city of Madisonville, Kentucky. Brother Russell was a very ordinary man. He had a personal conviction that he wouldn't wear a necktie. Uh, He always had his collar buttoned. But he had a walk with God. God would tell him things. I'll give you, try to give you a couple examples. God said, you go tell the sheriff. He's got two months to live. In two months. Can you imagine going up to somebody and say, hey, Lord told me you got two months to live. Well, thank you. Brother Johnny had to appear crazy. But within two months, the sheriff was dead. But he had time to pray. He had time to get right. The Lord told him, get this. He was one of my dear friends. I love Brother Russell so much. I enjoyed preaching in his church. You never knew. When I went to the old church, I'll never forget this. All along the top of the auditorium were crutches wheelchairs where the Lord had instantly healed people. Instantly. I could go in that town. It's not a very big town. I could say Jimmy Russell and over and over and over the people would say, he prayed for my grandmother and God lifted her. Prayed for one lady and God raised her from the dead. He was had his radio program Lord told him, said, after you get through, go out to Bear Creek. You got a baptism. Brother Russell said, God, I'll do it, but I don't have anybody to baptize. The Lord said, you go out there. Because you do have people to baptize. He got there, and there was a line of people waiting to get baptized. I've seen it happen over and over and over. But you know, sometimes, will somebody get with me? To walk in that dimension, you've got to step into the place where you appear crazy. Are you understanding me? You've got to appear like you're insane. How in the world would I go and this happen? Well, I'll tell you why. When the Lord says it, you're going to come out of it and say, Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. I feel very led of the Holy Ghost to say this. Every backslider in the place, I want you to hear me. The Lord spoke to me and said, He wants you to walk in that dimension. But I'm not right with God. God can take care of that in an instant. If you're willing. Amen. If you're willing. Come on, somebody take a little bit of time and praise it. I'm telling you, God is calling us to a dimension. I said, God is calling us to a My God, have mercy. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. God is calling us to a dimension. But we're going to have to be willing to appear insane. 
You know what I'm talking about? I'm not calling you a bunch of crazy people. I'm calling all of you that you need to get crazy. There is an anointing of the Holy Ghost here right now. God wants to do it. I don't take it lightly. God wants to do the miraculous. God. God has something for you. God has something for you. Amen. He's calling you to step in that dimension. He will do it. He wants to, you to obey him. Amen. Be buried in his name. Baptized. Oh, yes, you got the Holy Ghost. But can anybody understand why would David look back and say, I appeared crazy to a kiss? I'm telling you why. Because when you humble yourself and you're obedient and you throw your pride aside, God! I'm telling you, there's a spiritual move of God in this place right now. And God wants to do something for you if you will humble yourself. Pastor, Bishop, you don't know what we've done. You don't know our sin. I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I just know the blood is greater. I just know the spirit is greater. I just know the word. David, why would you pin those words? Because God brought me out. I don't mind appearing crazy, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is calling every single person in this place. You better understand with me, you're sitting in a very holy place. Moses appeared, saw a bush on fire. But it wasn't consumed. The Lord said, take off your shoes, your sandals. Glad I don't have holes in my socks. I should have prepared for that. God said, you're standing on holy ground. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus Christ, taking authority over every devil, every evil spirit, every contrite, contrary spirit, and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I say to you, you are on holy ground. You are on holy ground. God wants to do the miraculous. Brother Larry, there's going to be people, going to be people who walk out of here and not obey the call of God. 
I just want to tell you what I feel from the Lord. You don't know what you're going to face tomorrow. But God can fill you and supply your need today. It's time for obedience to the Word of God. David, you look like a madman. You look insane. I know. But that's all right. Years back, he looked. And he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Campeth about those that fear. Brother Ronnie, the Lord's here. Brother Eloy, the Lord's here. Will you let me obey the Lord? Like you're going to stop me, I know. Brother Eloy, there's a fresh anointing. And as I lay my hand on you, God is going to lay his hand on you. In the name of Jesus. He fought to Husha. I take authority in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. When I don't believe in miracles, that's all right. I believe enough for both of us. Oh, come on. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Well, for me to make a move for God, I'm going to look crazy. You know what? I want to say something. I'm going to sound rude, but I don't know how. You're nuts. You're afraid of looking crazy to other people when the very God of heaven is here to touch you, to give you a miracle, to give you the power. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Hey, man, the very God. You should worry more about what he thinks than what other people think. You need to say, I need you, Lord. Well, I'd look crazy to get up and walk down the aisle. Who cares? Because you can look back on that experience and say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Stand. Everybody that believes the Lord here, say amen. Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. I want you to step out in faith. Every one of you that believe the Lord has come to do the miraculous in this church today, say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Lord, I rebuke the authority of unbelief. Let the Spirit of God have free course. I'm going to tell you something. There are some people here today, you desperately need something from God. You will get it nowhere else. But God is here to do something for you. And you need it.
I look at the scripture and see what David was writing about, it takes on a whole different dimension. Will someday you look back to this day and say, that's the day. I may have appeared crazy to the world, but I got my miracle. I was restored. I was renewed. Brother Larry, uh, two or three touch and agree on any one thing it shall be done. I want you to come with me a moment. We're going to lay hands on Sister Nottingham. She's hungry enough that she doesn't care. In the name of Jesus. 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 God will never turn away hunger. Even allow his own rule to be broken because of hunger. God is dealing with somebody and you need to be careful because you're thinking about not coming and I'm telling you that's from hell. God has the miraculous, the deliverance, the power for you. Will you leave your seat right now and come here and stand and say, God, I'm coming because I don't care what I look like to everybody else. I need you. Will you come and join these? Come on, folks. God's dealing with you. You know it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a just God. Oh, Lord.